0: everyone, welcome back to another beautiful week and another episode of Voice Memos. My name is Megan and I'm so happy to have you with me today. I wanted to record an updated episode on confidence because if you've been here from the beginning, my very first episode was about being confident and living for yourself. And when I listened back to that episode, I sound so nervous <laughs> Because it was my very first one and I feel like, I don't know, like who would listen to someone talk about confidence that literally doesn't sound confident. So I felt like I was overdue for a new one and what I've learned in the past, geez, like almost eight or nine months, I don't know, I can't do math. I started the podcast in July. It's the end of March now. Holy shit, it's the end of March. I I can't with time. It's going by. so fast. But regardless of how long it's been, I've learned a lot between the time the podcast started and now. So here we are. I also wanted to answer any questions you guys had. I asked on my Instagram what you wanted to know about confidence, what advice you needed. So we will get into your questions in like the second half. I know I told you guys a couple weeks ago that I would be able to reveal my life update soon and I still can't because I'm I just am not ready yet but I will have good news soon um for now though I really don't have much to talk about other than me and my boyfriend Ethan bought a Nintendo Switch and it's been so fun (laughs) playing like the games that I used to play when I was a kid on the switch like we've literally been doing that for hours every night <laughs> I also had a really good birthday I think I forgot to tell you guys how that went but I ended up just going to brunch with my friend Michaela um and then we went to the JW Marriott pool it was a little chilly out that day I'm not gonna lie it's like 70 so i <laughs> I was just like laying in the sun and a little cold. I didn't get in, but I got a yummy little pina colada drink. They ended up comping it for me that day. I I don't know why. Maybe they just saw my birthday on my ID, but I didn't have to pay. So that was great. And then I just went home, um, got ready, and Ethan took me to Sephora. I got some new things. I posted on my TikTok and Instagram, my little haul from Sephora if you're interested. I actually do wanna talk about one of those products because something there's something I don't like about it and it's really popular. And I wanna know if I'm doing it wrong. And then we went to dinner and that was it. But it was a really lovely birthday. I didn't cry. So, you know, to me, that's 10 out of 10. The product in question though is the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter. I got the little mini one and I've tried putting it under my foundation And also over it. And it just feels so like tacky and thick. And I feel like it literally does nothing for my skin in terms of like making it glow. Even just putting it on by itself. I don't really like the consistency. I don't really feel like it blends well. But I see everyone else like put it over their makeup and it looks really nice. And I just don't know if mine is maybe like fucked up or something. Or if my skin is just like not right for it. I have oily prone skin and that's the other thing is like it kind of makes my skin like oily and shiny and sticky when I've really tried hard to find makeup that looks glowy but it feels matte you know what I mean and I literally use this CoverGirl $10 foundation that's like amazing and does exactly that and then I put the flawless filter over it and it's like disgusting but I, I don't know if that's just me and I've also tried it under it and I I felt the same way. It was just like, what's the point of this? And why is this full-size bottle 50 fucking dollars when it literally feels like a L'Oreal like highlighter? Like, I don't even know. But maybe mine is messed up, like I said. Or maybe it's just not for my skin type. But I never see any negative reviews about it, so I really don't know. Anyways, I'm not trying to drag them. I know they're a really great brand, and I have a foundation from them that's, like, the best thing I've ever used, so... We'll see. I don't know. But let me know if you guys have had similar experiences with the Flawless Filter or if I'm crazy. So this week's weekly inspiration is from a little something I heard on the What We Said podcast. Chelsea said a quote that said, Your goal shouldn't be to love yourself. Your goal should be to love being yourself. So to fall in love with your life and with." the way that you live and the things you do every day instead of like just who you are and how you look and focusing on that like loving being you and experiencing you instead of just loving you on a surface level I really liked that and yeah that's all we got let's get into the episode I could talk about that more but I'll save that it's time to talk about what you're all here for so Okay, the very first thing that, like, seems worth sharing about confidence that I have discovered, and also that my first episode kind of proves, is that you don't have to be, like, fully not afraid to also be confident. Like, you can feel two things at the same time. You can be worried about how things are going to go, not worried, but, you know, like, nervous and, like anxious maybe like lightheartedly anxious and also be confident that you're doing the right thing even though you might know like you're not the best at it yet or you know you're just starting out like you can feel those two things at the same time and they're both still valid I used to not really understand that and I feel like it's part of like an anxiety thing that's like black and white thinking where you really feel like only one thing can be true and Like, there's no other circumstances. I don't know. But you really can be confident and scared at the same time. You can be putting yourself out there and nervous at the same time. But that's how you work through these things and grow. Like, you're never going to get out of that nervousness if you don't try. If you're always waiting for the perfect moment, it's never going to come. So you kind of have to do things scared. That's another way to say it and just like understand that it's okay to not be sure about yourself but also be sure about yourself and knowing like in the long run this is the right thing to do even though I don't feel prepared right now. I feel like I just repeated myself for literally two minutes but I just don't know how to exactly word it but I really want you guys to understand that the duality and the fact that these two opposite feelings can exist at the same time is so so important and was really groundbreaking for me honestly and of course as you go along doing these things that you felt scared of that is you know what's going to build your confidence going forward and in general doing the things that you tell yourself you're going to do that day that week that month also builds your confidence because confidence is really trusting yourself like that's what it really means trusting your actions trusting your beliefs and standing proud in them and just like literally like knowing that you are right and you are living your truth that is confidence and so I didn't used to realize this like and I have had so many issues with all my mental illnesses I can blame and just my own procrastination and like self-sabotaging that I do I I used to find it really hard to, like, follow through with my to-do list. I'm way better with it now and, like, so much better. And I'm still learning to, like, be able to tackle everything I want to and also set realistic goals for myself. But anyway, I used to find it so, so hard to do anything. And I realized that that was shitting on my confidence every time I set out to do a list of things and didn't accomplish it because I was telling myself, you can't do what you say you're going to do. Like you literally can't trust yourself to make the decisions that you said you would. And so when you learn to discipline yourself in that way and, you know, take all the actions that you need, everything you do, every little thing helps build your confidence in yourself and know and like, your confidence in your abilities to just, like, go through life. Because none of this, I mean, we will talk about, like, more surface level confidence. That's, like, going to be a big part of this, I guess. Because I want to talk about, like, the beauty and, like, skincare and, like, literal looks of it. But a big part about confidence is not, it has nothing to do with, like, how you look or anything. It's literally, like, your soul, like, trusting who you are, like Ariana Grande's song, I want to trust me the way that you trust me. The first time I heard that lyric, I was like, ouch. Like, I really don't think I trust myself as much as my boyfriend or my friends or my mom does. And I want to be able to rely on myself and come home to myself. And part of being able to discipline yourself to do the things that you need to do in a day is realizing that discipline is what you have to draw on and not motivation. Motivation is fleeting. It's never going to come 100% of the time. It's not reliable. Like, you will never feel motivated to do the things you need to do every day. But you can discipline yourself to do them. And that's the difference. And that has also been a huge lesson for me. Because I used to be like, well, I'm not motivated, so... I'm just not going to do it and I would literally wait around for like a spark of inspiration that obviously never came and it's more about just understanding that there are certain things you have to do and moving through it is going to make you feel better. That's how I have learned to discipline myself. I also find it easier to discipline myself when I'm doing yoga regularly or really any physical activity because I can discipline myself through that to hold poses longer when, you know, it's hurting and, like, I'm not strong enough or don't think I'm strong enough. Things like that. I know I can discipline myself through the physical movement. So when I do that on a daily basis, it also reminds me and puts me in the mindset that I can discipline myself to do other things. And that's just been a big part of, like, getting rid of my procrastination and taking accountability every day but yeah i i used to literally like think you know motivation was it and i never had it so i was just screwed but no you you just got to do it (laughs) i love when i stop recording like i quick click pause and it's on an angel number i just stopped it and it was at 1222 or 1222 and yeah that's one of my favorite angel numbers (laughs) I'm so cheesy about that stuff now, you guys. Like, I love the crystals, the angel numbers, the tarot readings. I love it. I love it. Okay, sorry. I'm done sidetracking. And I'm also sorry for the vocal fry that I'm giving today. Sometimes my voice is just, like, irritated, and I don't know why. Um, So I'm sorry about that. I don't have my usual soothing tone. (laughs) The last thing I want to say in regards to making decisions for yourself is make decisions that empower you and give you a sense of purpose. Try to really be intentional with what you do and do the things that make you feel good, like choosing to, you know, clean up and make breakfast and journal before work instead of sleeping in if, you know, the first one makes you feel better. If it makes you feel better to sleep in, do that. Like, do the things that make you feel good and that you know will just, like, give you that, like, motivation. (laughs) As I was saying, you won't get that. But you know how, like, you make one good decision and then you kind of, like, are inspired to Make more good decisions throughout the day, whereas like if you make a bad decision, you kind of snowball in that direction. So try your best to make the decisions that empower you and inspire you and fuel you to keep going. And if you don't know what those are, I suggest taking more time to yourself, maybe time in nature if you can, um, meditating, meditating doing really anything that kind of puts your mind at ease and kind of like going into yourself and figuring out what that is. Another really valuable thing that I've come across recently or realized I guess is that confidence isn't about radical self-love and like you don't have to reach this point of like, self-love where you're just so obsessed with yourself and everything you do is perfect. That's not really what it's about. It's more about self-acceptance and accepting every part of you and not judging it because that's what's going to make you feel good. If you are, like, constantly chasing this best version of yourself to think that's where you're going to be the most confident... You're never gonna get there you know you kind of just have to learn to accept yourself now and accept yourself at your best at your worst and know it's okay to have goals and things you want to strive for and of course like we all want to be better people but if you reserve your love for when you get to that point that's not going to bring you the confidence and fulfillment and self-love that you're looking for. You have to simply be okay with the person you are right now, the person you have been, and the person you are becoming. It's also really important to understand and affirm, reaffirm your own self-worth. That's really huge because you can't be confident without believing that you deserve all the good things that come with it, right? The attention and the accolades and the inevitable success really that comes with being a confident person you have to know that you deserve that and that you're worthy of it and I feel like that just unlocks everything like true undeniable self-worth a great way to do that is to train yourself to stop relying on external validation whatsoever Because then you don't even need any of that to feel good. I feel like I used to, like in high school especially, I would rely on male validation. And even from my parents, like I would want their reassurance that I was doing a good job. Even my friends, like anything. I was so insecure and I was always searching for that validation outside of myself. I could never give it to myself I was never enough for myself and that is just not a way to live and I've really come a long way in being able to give myself everything that I used to like search so much for in others that they just couldn't give to me no matter how hard I want or no matter what they did because external validation really at the end of the day it never will truly fulfill you because all we have is ourselves. And if you don't believe what they're saying or believe that you're deserving of it, no matter what they say, it doesn't matter, right? You can also focus on gratitude and focus on everything you do have instead of being so worried about what you lack. That's another great way to kind of give yourself that reassurance that you are worthy like think about everything that you have accomplished and that you can do like your skills that other people don't have your personality characteristics anything that makes you you is something to be grateful for and that also will put you in the headspace of like wow I don't need anybody else I am so lucky to have me and all these little parts of me Of course, it's also important to just be kind to yourself in your own head. You know, don't beat yourself up or say you're lazy or you're stupid or you don't do anything right, none of that. You need to be kind and treat yourself with the love that you would treat your own child. And give yourself that care and, you know, that grace. And again, the reassurance in the affirmation that you deserve The light. That is one of my favorite affirmations lately. I deserve the light. It's really easy after living through a life of, you know, any level of trauma to kind of search back for the darkness and find comfort in, you know, fight or flight mode and find comfort in fights and toxic relationships and junk food and all these things that we know aren't good for us, but we're so used to it. So it feels right. And then when we finally get into something good, it's like, no, 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 no. This isn't what I'm used to. And we self-sabotage to go back to the darkness. But when you get into the good times, you have to tell yourself, I deserve the light. I deserve this goodness in my life. This is really here and I need to embrace it. That is the number one way that I think you will build your self-worth. Sitting here recording this episode is making me feel so good because the thing that I want to do the most with this podcast is help people really find how to feel good about themselves and genuinely love being themselves like I said at the beginning and love your life and have a change in perspective because I used to be the most miserable pessimistic person and If I can change, I feel like anyone can. So I hope you guys are liking it so far as well. We're going to get into your questions now, but take a little break. Go get a drink of water or maybe a snack. I don't know, anything you need. Go to the bathroom and we will get into your questions. Someone said, I love my boyfriend, but I feel like since we started dating, I literally don't glow the same. Help. I feel like I see this a lot like in so many videos and girls will be like he literally sucked the life out of me and it makes me so sad. I'm not saying that's what's happening to you but I'm not gonna lie no matter how much you love him I feel like if you're in a relationship and you notice your physical appearance like literally not radiating the same as it did before you started dating It's not a coincidence and it does have to do with the way that you feel around them. And that doesn't necessarily mean you need to like dump him immediately or like he's toxic. Like I'm not going to accuse him at all. But it is something worth, you know, taking a step back at or taking a step back and looking at and maybe talking with him about like, I don't know, like if he notices anything different, maybe ask how he's feeling because you never know um but i genuinely feel like if you're in a good positive healthy relationship that should be reflected in the way that both people look like you can tell when people have that healthy glow and i think if you can notice that you're lacking it yourself there's something going on that's worth looking into someone asked how to romanticize your life so i i feel like i have a lot of good answers for this i think The first way to romanticize your life is again gratitude and truly appreciating everything for what it is. Like that is literally just how to find more joy in the life that you have right now that you might have not found before. There's always something that's going to make you feel good to know that you have right now so focusing on gratitude and abundance instead of what you lack is a great way to romanticize your life in like two seconds without spending any money or doing anything another way that I like to is to make the things that I don't like doing more enjoyable in any way so for example I will play sometimes I'll play like french cafe music when I'm doing the dishes and like literally put on like a a lingerie not lingerie um But like a nightgown, like a lace silk nightgown. I've thrifted so many of them. And literally doing that, romanticizing, doing the dishes, it makes it that much more fun. Pretending you're a little Parisian waitress and not, you know, just in your little apartment in Arizona like me. Spicing things up a bit like that to just make them more fun and like pretend you're in a Hallmark movie is a great way to romanticize your life. Um, trying new recipes, trying new outfits, rearranging your apartment. I feel like any little thing that like sparks joy. Pretending you're doing a Vogue video when you're doing your skincare. Organizing your skincare. Like anything, you guys. Lighting a candle before you work. Romanticizing your life doesn't have to be complicated. Any little thing you do that's like, ah, that, that's cute, that's nice. That's a cute little addition to this day. That's all you have to do. It's really simple, honestly. And I try to do something like that basically whenever I can throughout the day because it just makes life a lot more magical and fun. Okay, so someone requested beauty and makeup tips. And I loved that because I didn't even think about recording that in a confidence episode. But it definitely is related even though you guys know it's not all about how we look. But it definitely does matter and definitely does impact your mood. And also we all want that glowing skin and that, that radiant glow, right? So I am going to share all my favorite products that I feel like give me that glow, um, skincare and makeup. I do have a discount code for a couple of the brands. So everything will be linked in the description and I'll also put the codes down there. Starting off with the most obvious for the glow is self-tanner. I mean, discovering this in my senior year of high school changed my fucking life as a fair-skinned Irish girly. <laughs> Saint-Tropez was the first brand that I tried back in high school. And that was my tried and true all throughout college because they also sold it on U of a campus. So campus. It was just like really easy to go buy it. Of course, they sold it on U of A campus because <laughs> you had to be tan at U of A or you literally were a ghost floating in the background of life. So anyway, I do love Saint-Tropez and I've recently used the Ashley Graham collab with them. And when you put it on, it smells really good. It ends up smelling the same as all the other ones. But like when you apply it, it smells really good. And it's like a mousse, like a true like a shaving cream almost where it like expands you know instead of just like the typical self tanning mousse um so I feel like that makes it last longer I feel like there's more product that way it's lasted me a while so far and I do like it but I honestly don't feel like it stays on that long I feel like it stays tan for like two days and that's not fucking long enough for me So I just actually found a full bottle of the Tanologist brand which they sell at Target and it's like a third of the price of Saint-Tropez and honestly it looks the same. It doesn't get on your sheets or your clothes which is way better and it smells the same. So (laughs) for the price I honestly love it. Um, The only thing is that it's clear so when you put it on It's easier to miss spots and I missed a couple spots last night. I just put that on but honestly, I feel like the Tanologist is just as good as Saint Tropez. I actually think it's darker too and it lasts longer so you don't have to break the bank for self-tanner but it really is key, like truly. Okay, so continuing with the skincare, the next thing I have is this Kiehl's Essence. Hold on. It's called the Ferulic Brew Rejuvenating Facial Essence and it has ferulic acid, lactic acid, and squalene oil. It comes in a 6.8 ounce bottle so it's pretty big and it's a, it's like $50 I want to say. But you guys, I've used this almost every day since last summer and the bottle isn't even a third of the way finished so it will last you over a year easily. It says It should only be open for 12 months on the back. But things don't really expire as quickly as they say for skincare, I don't think. So this, you put it on sort of as a toner, like after you wash your face. And this stuff makes my skin so glowy. And like to the point where I always think it's going to be oily when I touch it. And it's like, it's not at all. It literally just glows so nicely from this essence. I don't know what it is about it, but I highly, highly recommend it. It also has helped just like cleared my skin tone or like even it out. And it generally feels really good and hydrating. I love Kiehl's in general. Everything from there is amazing. I also have another facial essence that's more affordable and honestly just as good in its own way. It makes my skin so plump and soft. It's the People's Beauty Triple Hyaluronic Acid Essence Toner. And this is well I've had since last summer and it's about a little over halfway done. I will 100% be repurchasing this. It just gives you like an instant like drink of water into your face. Like it feels so good on your skin. And I really haven't found any other product like this. Like I've used regular hyaluronic acid, but it feels like gooey and like weird and I feel like this essence um is a perfect like consistency and texture for my skin by the way I have acne prone and I used to have oily skin but after I've been like hydrating it properly my skin doesn't really get oily anymore but it's not it's definitely not dry it's like oily combination acne prone skin But honestly, I feel like all of these products that I'm going to tell you about would be good for dry skin because they're all hydrating and like, I don't know, they're not active ingredients that are going to dry anything out. These next two products I feel like are absolutely key, especially the primer and it is pretty expensive but I also feel like people spend a lot of money on makeup and like $40 for a primer. Isn't that outrageous for what this does to your skin? It is the Oral Henriksen Banana Bright Face Primer. Really anything from the Banana Bright line is fucking amazing and going to make your skin glow like crazy. But this primer is just something about it. It's literally gorgeous. It has like a, it's a little bit tinted almost and it has just this really nice sheen to it. And it feels amazing under makeup. It's super light. You don't feel it at all, but it just looks so good. It immediately puts a glow over your face that's like a tiny tiny bit bronzed and a tiny 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 bit golden. And it stay like it shows and shines under your makeup. And I've never found any product like this. It's just like 10 out of 10 amazing. And then I also have the Banana Bright Vitamin C serum. I, I swore off vitamin C for a long time. I didn't feel like the ones that I used did anything for me. But oh my gosh, the serum clears up my skin tone and evens it out like nothing else. I have never found a product like this either that like just makes my skin look so good. Like Every time I put it on under my makeup, I notice a difference. And in general, I feel like that is... The key to having glowy makeup is focusing on your base and your skincare underneath. I'm not saying you need all of these products or anything like that. And I don't use all of these every day. But they are what I do put on when I really, really, really want that glow and want to look fucking amazing. And like, I swear by all of them and will be repurchasing them for years to come. So yeah, I really am obsessed with these Ole Henriksen products. These are pricier but absolutely worth it and also very concentrated so you need a tiny bit and like just products that are really worth the money. Like you can spend the same amount of money on three different shitty products that aren't going to do the same thing so I, I really do think these are worth investing in. Lastly, which is a little more obvious, is sunscreen. It's so important to wear sunscreen every day, especially on your face. The one that I've been using for about a year or like nine months now is the Coco Kind sunscreen. I avoided sunscreen for a while because, like I said, I have oily skin. And I felt like every face sunscreen I used just made my skin an oil slick and it was disgusting but this Cocoa Kind one is like 20 bucks at Target. And oh my gosh, it's just the best. It never makes my skin oily. And again, it gives you that glow. I feel like sunscreen is responsible for a lot of um, glowy makeup looks. So definitely make sure you have your sunscreen on. This one also doesn't pill under makeup, which can be hard to find. Um, so yeah, I really just like this. And it's 32 SPF. As for makeup, I only have two products that I feel like really contribute to my skin looking glowy and gorgeous. How many times have I said glowy in this episode? (laughs) Like I said though, I literally use a CoverGirl foundation. It's the best foundation I've ever used, you guys. I hate foundation that like feels heavy and that you can feel on your skin. And this stuff is like full coverage. With a dewy, glowy finish. I guess I can substitute glowy for dewy. Because that's what I'm trying to say. This is promoting a dewy look. I understand people like like a matte look. But it's it's not for me. I used to do matte makeup. And I looked like a clown. I feel so much better and look so much better. When it looks like it's my natural skin shining through. Um, so I use the CoverGirl Clean Fresh Skin Milk. And I found that putting it on with my hands is the best way to do it if I want lighter coverage and then putting it on with a beauty blender is the best way to do it if I want full coverage but even if you do full coverage it still is so dewy it's literally gorgeous it lasts a while like I said it doesn't feel gross or oily or heavy and um, another key to having dewy looks is like swearing off powder products like I only use cream, cream bronzer and blush now and it makes a world of a difference because again, it just looks like skin and looks more natural instead of putting on powders that like take away from your natural skin's radiance and everything and just look like makeup, you know what I mean? I really think cream products are the fucking future. So that's what I put on top of this um CoverGirl foundation and I've also been using the Merit highlighter stick. I have it in the shade Kava. Or it's a highlighting balm, it says. Um, And this stuff is also just like so gorgeous. It's not sparkly at all. I hate sparkly highlighter. I hate it. (laughs) I feel like a fucking clown when I have sparkles on my cheeks. So this one is strictly like shimmery. And it just looks so gorgeous when you blend it out and so natural. I'm obsessed with it. And yeah, this highlighter is definitely key. I don't think the person who asked that wanted to know all of my specific products. But I hope it helped. And I honestly love talking about it. Skin care and makeup has been like such a fun thing for me since COVID. And I honestly like feel a little passionate about it. It's really fun for me and a great way to love myself but I also want to say that you know just to get cheesy really quick appreciating your own unique beauty is the best way to just feel confident about how you look I mean it's so 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 easy to compare ourselves and be like oh she has this and this and this and if I just have this one feature I would be perfect too but you are perfect the way you are you you Represent your parents and your ancestors who became who came before you and fell in love with people who looked like you, right? So, there's so much to cherish in the way that you look, and the sooner you realize that, the sooner you will glow from the inside, and you won't even need any of these products, they will just add on to your radiance and beauty. Okay, so someone said they needed help with when you begin a new phase of life. Like not wanting to go out and dealing with the backlash from friends who do. Okay, yes, I love this one. Honestly, I feel like the best thing you can do when you're in this situation is just following your gut and your intuition feeling and knowing that you're doing the right thing. I kind of had this feeling at the end of high school, which I've talked about before, where I knew that my friends were just like, so so shitty and <laughs> i knew that when i went off to college i would be so much better off and everything was going to be okay and just like at the end of our shitty nights going out i would literally just be in bed telling myself like i know i know this isn't it for me and like i know i'm better than this and i'm not saying i'm better than going out i was better than those horrible friends who were horrible to me and Honestly, I'm sorry that your friends are giving you backlash for not wanting to go out, but like I said, just knowing and trusting yourself that you're making the right decision and, you know, taking what they say with a grain of salt because they're really only giving you backlash because they haven't, you know, reached that same point yet where they want to start, you know, like making their own decisions and like doing things outside of the friend group, right? And so be confident in the fact that you are you're not better than them or anything for that and I'm not that's not what I'm trying to say but you know you're making decisions for yourself and that alone is something to be proud of like there's nothing wrong with what you're doing you know I'm really proud of you that you're in a new phase of life that's really exciting and so just focus on yourself and remember their backlash doesn't Matter. I understand that you're friends and you don't want to deal with that, but just be like Look, i'm making my own decision. You guys can still do whatever you want and we can still be friends But this is what i'm going to do now and this is what feels good to me and i'm not going to change that for anyone Stay true to yourself and know that it will pay off Someone asked for advice to be confident at work and honestly This is something that i'm new to as well my work environments have been interesting. I've, both of my jobs that I've had post-grad have been with just one boss who really didn't know what they were doing, you guys, and just one to 0 coworkers. So it was an interesting dynamic, to say the least, and I feel like I gained confidence because it wasn't like a typical job where you have like a bunch of people above you, and you're just starting out, and you're working, you know, doing little, I guess. Like I had a lot of responsibility thrown onto me. And I feel like the best way to be confident at work is honestly ask questions and be like interactive with everybody and show that you care and that you want to learn. Because I'm the type of person that sits back and observes and keeps questions to myself and thinks that that's the right way to do it and that if I figure out everything on my own, everyone's going to be like, oh my God, she's so smart. But in reality, I just look like I don't fucking care and that I'm not interested and that I'm not trying to learn. And that's not going to make me comfortable with like speaking out at work or anything, right? So the more that you just interact and show your interest, ask questions when you have them, ask for help when you need it, that honestly, like it seems counterintuitive, but that will build your confidence to later be able to just like have the conversations that you need to and lead presentations and talk to your co workers like they're regular people because they are, and to your bosses and everything. And you know, get used to doing that and realize it's nothing to really be nervous about and that most people are there to help you and like guide you to success. So, for the last question, someone asked, What makes me feel most confident? and I think. It's kind of going back to what I just said, like knowing that my decisions are leading me toward what I know is right for me and making those empowering decisions. I think that's what makes me feel best. Like just truly understanding that I am on the right path in life and no matter what anyone else thinks or says, I'm doing the right thing. That's what makes me feel so good and so confident and powerful you know, and again, trust myself in where I'm going and what I'm doing. That's really what's most important to me. It's not how I look or what I've accomplished. It's just where I'm going, what I'm looking toward, and who I know I am at the core of myself. Okay, I think that will be it for today, you guys. Thank you for hanging out with me again. I hope you had fun this week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.